How can we know that the day of the Lord is approaching? Do we see the wickedness of the world increasing or decreasing? Compared to previous decades, what do we see? What do you see when you turn on your television? Are you shocked by some of the advertisements that show the nakedness of women? Are you shocked by the bizarre personalities that boast of various things? Are you shocked by the nudity? Are you shocked by that which you see and hear today? When just from your TV? Are you shocked in the churches that have discarded Scripture and have opened their doors for the unrighteous people of the world to come to church and be approved in their sin without repentance? Does this shock you? Are you grieved? Are you saddened when you hear a preacher misquote Scripture or make up his own Scripture and tell things totally different from the way the Bible says? Does any of this shock you? Are you saddened? Are you grieved? If so, you'll understand that we draw nearer to the end times, to the end, because the wickedness abounds. And because of this, Jesus says, the love of many will wax cold. I think that means the love toward the word of God that they will wax cold and go dead. But he who endures to the end will be saved. That is Matthew 24, verses 12, 13, I believe. Because iniquity abounds, the love of many will wax cold. But he who endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And what we are told to do in Hebrews 10.25 is to exhort one another, urge earnestly by advice and warning, exhort one another, and even more as we see the day of the Lord approaching. Now the devil will try to say, you talk too much, You you bring too many corrections. They're not listening to you. You bring too many corrections. But the Bible says, exhort one another and even more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Exhort means to urge earnestly by advice and warning. So we exhort one another. We urge them to go in the way of God. We tell them, things from the Bible of what is coming and how wickedness will increase and many will fall away because they go along with the wickedness or they grieve over the wickedness to the point that they say, oh, what's the use? We keep our faith, though, through the Word of God, through the Bible, through what God has told us. And we focus on that. And we continue to exhort one another. Hebrews 10.25 Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is. Now, 
assembling of ourselves. That doesn't mean to go out and assemble with the Antichrist churches. That means to find people who really follow God and associate with them. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Jesus died once for all, and after that the judgment. We are born again, we are cleansed from our sins, and we live in his word and follow him. But for those who would become discouraged and turn from the word of God and go back saying, what's the use? And they enter in again unto their sins. They think to crucify Jesus afresh, for there is no more sacrifice for their sins after they have received forgiveness for their sins in the first place. Verse 26, for if we sin willfully, and we are encouraging one another not to do that, hold on, hold on to the truth, hold on to the scriptures, live in the word of God, and abide in the word of God until he comes to gather the elect. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, that's Hebrews ten twenty six, but a fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherein he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despot unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing, to fall into the hands of the living God. So we are instructed in the Bible to exhort one another, to bring the truth of God before them, to urge them to continue in their faith in God, continue in the scriptures, continue in the way of God, regardless of what they see around them, enduring to the end. Paul once spoke till, till midnight to a church group. The devil says, oh, you speak too much. Paul spoke one time till midnight. So we speak and don't hold back. Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. That means when the door opens in the conversation, and the Holy Spirit brings to you the word of God. Speak. Don't hold back. 
Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. If you want to, you could go out there and find a church that would approve anything you happen to want to do. But we cling to the truth of the Bible. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. That's the truth of the Bible. Matthew 5.32 The man who divorces a faithful wife will be the cause of her adultery if she remarries. Matthew 5.32 The woman, the wife, is bound to her husband so long as her husband lives. If she goes out and remarries, she will be called an adulteress if her husband is still living. But if her husband be dead, she is free to marry, but only in the Lord. We cling to these truths. God turned the homosexuals and lesbians over to vile affections. Romans chapter 1, verse 26. We cling to the truth of what the Bible says. In Hebrews 6 we read, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. That's Hebrews chapter 6. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. Second Peter 2, verse 18. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. 
but it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. That's Second Peter chapter 2. The ones who endure in the way of God unto the end will be saved. The ones who turn from the way of God and go another way have a fearful judgment awaiting them. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.